Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Comptagame. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking, you spent money on what? So for whatever reason, I just feel completely compelled to talk to you a lot more about the behavioral side of finance. I've done a lot of interviews lately, and I keep coming back to this subject. And I think that it's just a really interesting subject that not a lot of people talk about, you know? And I think when you're out there like day to day trying to figure out how to do this money stuff, how to live life, how to figure it out in relationships, how to make your business grow, how to make more money at your career, um, how to make sure you're doing the right steps, you know, we don't, we don't think about or stop to think about, Hey, like, why am I making a particular decision? Or why have I made like these 20 decisions in a row? And none of these 20 decisions have actually worked out for the better for me. We just, we just don't do that. Like we get in such a, 
rut of life and, and, and habit. And, you know, then we put like this money thing on top of it. And I don't know about you, but it's just not a conversation that I go out and have with my friends. I mean, I, even being a money expert, I can't remember like the last time I went out and just like openly talked about something to do with our money situation, like over cocktails. Unless of course the other person was like asking me for some sort of money advice, but then still it's about them. It's not about me. And it's only because I'm a money expert and not just because like we're two friends having this casual conversation about money. So the whole point of my story is we just simply do not spend enough time thinking about why we think, act, and feel certain ways about money. To give you an example, I uh, one of my very first kind of marketing pieces when I started my own financial planning firm was telling people that I want them to fall in love with money. And I was up for a particular campaign and the person that was kind of deciding whether I was going to get that that campaign or not said to me, you know, I, I just, I don't like how you said that. Like it makes you sound really greedy. Like you're trying to talk to everybody about, you know, falling in love with their money and that money is everything. And that, um, you know, you're going back to, you know, kind of the movie wall street and like the greediness of money. I'm like, wait a minute, that is not at all what I meant. And you actually would give me like a nanosecond to explain myself. I would. What I meant about falling in love with your money is pure acceptance about wherever you are in your journey, in your financial life, in your life, in your goals, in your whatever it is. It's it's accepting wherever you're at and not beating yourself over the head for money mishaps that you've made in the past, maybe money mishaps that you're making now. Because my theory is that if we spend all of our time focused on all that bad crap that has happened to us, or maybe that we're doing, we know we're, look, we know when we're overspending, right? You know, when you're overspending, you know, when you're making a decision that you shouldn't make and that it's going to have some sort of ramification. Like we're not dumb, right? And we know what's going on, but we still make those mistakes. That's just part of life and that's human nature. And and that's kind of how we, we deal with this. And or how we don't even deal with money. But what I mean about falling in love with your money is that, you know, you come to a place where you're like, okay, with whatever your situation is, not that you don't want to work to change it. And not that you're not, you know, evaluating yourself and and constantly trying to get better. But it's purely the act of not beating yourself up anymore for whatever situation you're in, because that doesn't do us any good. It doesn't do you any good. It's going to keep you in that exact same position. And I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist or therapist or any of the above, but I can tell you human nature from what I've seen. And what I've seen is when people get stuck in those particular ruts, in those, like, those traps, until something changes in your brain around it, and it's usually some sort of positivity change around it or some sort of release of whatever that, you know, kind of um, shackle is inside of you, you're not moving forward. So it's the same thing when I'm talking about falling in love with your money. It's coming to that place where it's like, all right, I it is what it is. It's either good, it's not good, or what, whatever the scenario may be. Anyway, that's kind of a very, very long-winded 
uh, explanation of getting to the whole point of this podcast. You're spending money on what? And I wanted this title to be slightly misleading because I think we've all probably had this thought about ourselves. Certainly if we're in a relationship with someone, we've had that like, you spend money on what? What? You didn't ask me? You didn't, you know, I didn't give you my permission to spend money on that. And I've even done that with myself on things I've spent money on. I'm like, wait a minute, you've spent money on that? Like, what were you even thinking? Like, you know, even when I know it's not a good decision, you know, it happens. But I actually wanted to do this podcast to kind of let you off the hook and to let you know that you don't have to be perfect with your money decisions. You know, we, we live in this society where there's kind of all these rules we like to put around money, right? You got to do these 10 steps or you got to do these five things. Or if you don't do these two things, you know, you're not being smart with your 401k or whatever it may be. And, you know, I get it. A lot of it is, you know, to kind of catch our eyeballs about certain things. I do it on the podcast too, to catch your eyeball about certain podcast topics. But, you know, not every decision that you make, not every money decision that you make should be about dollars and cents. There's a whole other component that I think we leave out. And and, and I think that's almost what makes people so frantic about money is you feel this like perfectionist, um, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like a, it's like a trance, you know, like we have to be perfect with money or we're not doing it right. Or we're making a mistake or we're worse off than our friend or our brother or our sister or our parents or whatever it may be. And there's all this judgment I think that comes against you. And Quite frankly, there are some money decisions that I have made, that we have made, that we have spent money on, that if we looked at it mathematically, if we penciled it out on a piece of paper, the financial planner in me would say, that is the dumbest decision. You should absolutely not spend money on it. But Shauna, being the person, right, knows that there's a whole other side of being, you know, smart financially, of of being a person and not living by all these rules that knows that it's not all about dollars and cents. There are some experiences in life. There are some things that you want to do that are not going to pencil out perfectly, but it's something that is important to you. It's experience that's important to you. It's, it could be so many different things. And I mean, over the last 11 years, I have seen, heard, uh, talked to people And I have heard kind of the craziest stories about things that people have spent money on that you would go, what? You spent your money on what? You know, and in hindsight, it probably looks ridiculous. So um, I had a friend who paid a very expensive snake charmer slash fortune teller, um, they did both, to, uh, this was overseas, to, um, you know, tell them about their life. And apparently the snake was supposed to do something. And if the snake did, you know, turn to the right or turn to the left or, you know, I don't know, did, did something crazy, then that meant that she was going to be prosperous in the year coming, prosperous in her life. And she was really kind of at this place in her life where she was doing all these changes and she was just trying to figure out what direction to go at. But she paid this person like a ridiculous amount of money. She was so desperate and kind of so lost. 
And she literally gave this person like her entire travel budget and then some, right? And um, of course, you know, she walked out of there and of course it was it was gibberish. It wasn't anything like concrete. And it really wasn't until like a couple weeks after the trip, I remember her saying to me like, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever spent money on because when she thought about what that person had told her, it was nothing that, you know, you couldn't not, it was, it was, wasn't any advice I should say that you couldn't get from like one of your friends, you know, and he or she had paid this person like so much money. It just, it literally would blow your mind. Um, I've also had stories of, of people who have, you know, found the love of their life overseas. Why do all these like crazy stories happen overseas? I don't know. Um, and they had gone over there to, to meet this person and they were hoping they were going to get engaged. And this particular person like sold everything that they owned in the United States and, um, spent all the money like trying to get overseas and, and blah, blah, blah. It was a long story. Basically they got over there. The person wasn't who they thought they would be. So now they were in a foreign country. <laughs> they had no fiance they had no job because they'd given up their job. They had no assets, no apartment. I mean, it was like they completely erased their entire life for this person that, you know, on an app seemed to be one person and in real life actually wasn't. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this story, you're like, oh my God, that's like 90 day fiance, um, you know, the kind of crazy reality TV show. And it was very much like that. And you're probably thinking like, I would never do that. I mean, I would never do that. But there's something in your life that you have spent money on that's kind of a crazy thing or a crazy multitude of things that if you looked at it on paper and you stood back and look at it now, you'd be like, oh my God, like what would I do to actually have that money back, right? But at the time, it was like an experience and it was way more than dollars and cents. It, it doesn't pencil out, but it was something that you need to experience in your life. And so this really brings me to, you know, whatever that is for you, that, that, that kind of crazy thing that you're spending money on or that you want to spend money on, or that you're thinking of spending money on, or that you did spend money on, whatever the case may be for you, right? I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is 
always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in The Daily Book Club. I'm here to tell you that money rules are meant to be broken. And I'm not talking about doing, you know, crazy things like, well, I'm just never going to save any money for the rest of my life. I'm just going to totally break that rule. No, okay. That's not what I'm talking about, right? Because you can be smart financially and still have fun. You can still live a lifestyle within reason that you want to live and still be smart financially, right? Those two aren't like mutually exclusive. You can't it's not that you have to either be totally smart with your money or you're not being smart at all, right? Or you have to give up your life in order to be smart with your money. I am so tired of hearing those rules because it's so not reality. And this is the reason why people hate to deal with, talk about, think about money. It's why we get totally stressed about it because I think a lot of us think that we either have to totally give up our life or you know, we can be smart financially. And it just, it's just not the case. I mean, I think some of the happiest people I have ever come in contact with are people who mathematically, it would have totally worked out if they kept their, their full-time job, if they kept putting into their retirement, if they didn't take that vacation, if, you know, they didn't do X, Y, Z, but they decided to just like, totally changed their life, right? They t- made a total irrational decision. They stopped, you know, going to work at their job. They started their own business or they started their own kind of dream that they wanted to live out. They ended up burning through some of their retirement assets. They burned through their savings. And a lot of those people told me that they got to a point where there wasn't a lot of cash in the bank, but they were so incredibly happy. And I think, again, we get in this, especially in the United States, we get in this this trance where we think the more money that is in our bank account, the more safe and secure and comfy we are. And there is an extent to that. Yes. So if something crazy came up and you needed cash, would you like to have cash in your bank or in your savings? Of course, right? We're not dumb. Of course, we would like to have that. Of course, that would make our life so much easier, right? But my point is, if you have today, you know, $10,000 in your savings account or $50,000 in your savings account, 
are you any happier if you have the 50,000 than you have the 10,000? I don't think so. And I think what we've done is we've tried to put money in like this silo, right? Where we've said, okay, you can't spend money on things that are experiential. You can't spend money on anything crazy. You have to follow all these rules. You know, if you don't follow all these rules, you're not doing it right. And that kind of stuff just really makes me pissed off because it's so not reality. And we're not talking about that enough. We're not sharing enough that this is not reality. You know, for the longest time, I've had my brain kind of wrapped around this and I haven't quite, I've almost figured it out, but I haven't quite figured it out yet. So my goal, my dream is to write the anti-money money book. <laughs> so, you know, there's a million and one money books that come out, right? And they're all like, you know, you should do this, you should do that. You should be here at this particular age. You should do this, you should do that. And they're great because they provide a lot of great uh, resources, a lot of great information. I mean, it, it's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is a lot of that same stuff, right? But there's this thing inside of me that uh, feels like I need to let people off the hook and I need to talk about the reality of life and the reality of money, right? It ebbs and flows. It goes forward. It goes backwards. It goes up. It goes down. It goes every which way. One moment you feel like you've got it this figured out, like you're cranking at your job. Everything is awesome. The next minute something happens, right? Something happens and you lose your job or something happens and you have to take money out of your 401k or, you know, some natural disaster happens like a hurricane or an earthquake or something like that. And it requires you to do all of these things that you don't really want to do. Maybe you get pregnant or you have a you have a child or you have a special needs child. Maybe something something great happens. Like maybe you get a big inheritance and then you've got all of these decisions that you're trying to figure out. My point is, is that you know, getting in the mindset of thinking that you're comfy and that everything's set and everything's perfect is usually the place when things happen with your money. And those of us who learn how to, I call it the bob and weave, because I feel like I've done that my whole life. It's kind of like bob and weave, like, okay, life, you're going to throw this at me. All right, I'm going to throw this back at you, you know? And I think that's really where I talk about having this like toolkit of money tips, right? So you know what to do to like pick yourself up, dust yourself off. It may take you a while to get back where you started, or you may not actually get back to where you started. You may get to a better place, a cooler place, you know, the place you were supposed to be at. I don't know. But I think rather than like freaking out about spending money, not spending money, again, I just totally want to let you off the hook and let you know that every money decision shouldn't be about dollars and cents. Some of them aren't going to make sense. Some of them are going to be things that you just want to do. Like for instance, last night we went to a concert. One of our very, very favorite artists was in concert. And I mean, I would have paid a lot of money to go see this person in in concert. And it probably would have not been the smartest decision, but I don't care. It was an experience and it was something that you know, I really wanted to do. Now, luckily we got the tickets for not that expensive, but my point is there are certain things that you're, that you're going to want to do. Right. And that's cool. You should do that. That's what makes you alive. That's, that's what makes you fall in love with your money. Right. It, it, it is being alive and recognizing that 
is sometimes you're going to make decisions. They're not going to pencil out and that's totally cool. How do you make up for that? Well, you know, you find other ways to be smart with your finances, right? You find other ways where maybe you're overspending. You find other ways. You're just constantly on the lookout. You're on the lookout of what's going on with your money. And I think if you keep that, that kind of playfulness with it, it's going to really help eliminate a lot of the stress. Sure, you're going to get nervous sometimes. You're going to get anxious. Maybe all the numbers don't always make sense every month. You know, you just do the best you can. But you also got to have some fun in life, right? So again, I'm giving you permission to break the rules. The money rules are meant to be broken. You don't have to follow steps one through 10 in sequential order. If you go to step one, two, and three, and then four, five, and six don't happen, and you got to go back to one, two, and three, who cares? This is your life. I want you to be empowered. I want you to have fun with this. I want you to own your bank account and be in the driver's seat. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor. Please shout it out to your friends. Let them know that we're trying to do things a little bit differently here. And we're trying to make this tough subject about money just a little bit easier. 